Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, May 2, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We had some movement today, so we have what to discuss. The big question is, and we have Kabuki Theater this week, which means Tomorrow afternoon, the Fed or FOMC comes out with their interest rate decision and then Jerome Powell or Jerry Powell's press conference, as we like to call it. It's Jerry's presser. But the main question is, is this the pre-FOMC shakeout operation or is the market projecting the Fed is going to disappoint the markets in some way, shape, or form and we get an acceleration on the downside? Both things are on the table. Let's talk about where we are and what the quote-unquote bogeys are, where the market has to stay above or if it gets below, changes the tape. These are the important areas. You might want to get your sticky notes ready. The first thing we're going to look at here on the daily chart is the breakup candle here with the high of 41116 and they certainly closed inside of that today and below the 20 period moving average just by a little bit but it's below nonetheless why is that place important let me explain lucy once the market creates this breakdown candle generally speaking it's either going to go lower because that's what the market is telling you by those big candles a lot of the time not every time so what happens is when they recapture them on the upside and they negate the candle even though they did go a little lower they had a reversal on this day here the 27th and they closed above that candle and they started to break out near the former highs they broke out above this high but not above this high from february we say this all the time the energy that was to be released in the downward direction ended up getting released in the upward direction so here's my point Any recapture of this candle is a negative signal. They recaptured the candle. We have Kabuki Theater. We have the Fed. Therefore, for tomorrow, at least tomorrow afternoon, you essentially throw the charts out the window when the market starts to whip around in an EKG formation around the Fed announcement and during the press conference. But wait, there's more. What happens if they start to kill the tape? What are we looking at from a lower number perspective? Remember, we're above all the moving averages, so despite what happens up here at 411 and a little lower, we're above all the moving averages, at least three out of the four, we're on the 20. So the trend is your friend until it's over. Let's go over to the weekly chart. Has anything happened yet relative to the weekly chart? And even though we had a down day today, All it shows up is a little tiny move on the weekly chart. Above the 20 and the 50 period moving average, still eating time off the clock below the 100 period moving average. In terms of the weekly chart, there's no change. Let me point you to what happened last week. They started to go down, they popped back up and finished at the high of the week. Anything wrong with last week's activity from an intra-week perspective? And the answer is no. The intra-week stuff was just noise when you look at the weekly chart. What did they do last week? Where did they run a test of last week? I'll give you the answer. How about this weekly chart breakdown candle high? 
407.45. Last week's low, 403.78. They spiked it, but they rallied right back up to close above, keeping the market in a bullish position, at least in between the moving averages or that breakdown candle high and the 100-period moving average. So technically speaking, on the weekly chart, there's nothing wrong. For the near term, for example, tomorrow, what's the important number tomorrow? The important number is this breakup candle low, 406.74. Give that up, and it's going to open the door for the recent lows and the 50-period moving average. That's a spot to watch. They kind of ran a test of that breakup candle low, but not all the way to the low today. Doesn't mean they can't do it tomorrow. Doesn't mean they won't do it tomorrow. What else do we have? Technically, on volume, better than the average 90-day volume, today was essentially a reversal day, if you will. Doesn't mean the market's going to collapse, but technically speaking, you had a tail candle yesterday, didn't make much of it yesterday, but today, you reversed that move from Friday. Got below and closed below the 20-period moving average, it means something. It's of note, a puzzle piece, and it's on the table. One more time on the weekly chart. Think Fed for a minute. Think FOMC. Think we have a banking issue. Is the market looking to the Fed to solve the problem, say they solved the problem? They already said they solved the problem. We said there would be more banks in the making to fail. There have been. There are more following. They haven't solved the problem yet, but does the public, do traders, investors, Wall Street, believe that the Fed is a backstop, and do they lead us to believe that tomorrow or not? Is the market looking for an excuse for a rug pull event after tomorrow or on tomorrow, or is it looking for an excuse to get through and past the 100-period moving average to 420 and fill the gap? Both are possible. We don't know the answer, These are the questions that we have in the back of our mind during Kabuki Theater. Remember, this is still, even though it's a one-day event, it's a pullback in an uptrend. Nothing more, nothing less, until it's not. About inside the numbers, including the live room. So today, and we're an open book, we talk about everything. Today, we had a losing SPY trade. But wait, there's more. We have what you call the recovery trade. I'm going to get into it and show you exactly what it was, but I want to detail the recovery trade and why it was so important, what I said to the live room members, and the mindset going into a trade if you lost a trade. This is a business where you can't win every trade. Everybody knows that. Today was one of those days where we took a little bit of a pie in the face in the morning. However, we got a banana split Sunday following. You can pause the video and read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. We're focused on this number first, 413.50 for starters. It's the top end of a zone, 413.50 for starters. Stay with me. Let's see what else we have. By the way, there will be no Inside the Numbers Friday, May 5th. I'm in travel mode. It will be a four-day week for Inside the Numbers this week. 8.30. The early look is another narrow range and quiet day. That turned out to be wrong. That was the early look. Didn't work out. And by the way, I'm okay with being wrong. I'm certainly not one of those people that makes excuses 
for being wrong. Well, the market did this and therefore, no, I was just wrong about this morning. If below 4.14.80, the door will be open for a test around 4.13.50. Looking for a bounce back in the other direction, they start as a scalp with potential. So here, we expand the zone as they're moving lower. The next place would be 4.12.20. So now we take a look at the chart, and here's the deal. It didn't work. The numbers were incorrect today. The market entered a meltdown type of situation. We had an uncle point. We know where we're wrong. There were certainly some traders around the horn, inside the numbers, live room, that took a loss on this trade. I get it. However, what about the recovery trade? Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. I'm going to show you at 10.50, 408.20 to 407 is the next spot where they can find a morning low. They can certainly find one before, but that's the next spot of interest. 408.20 is the next magnetic place, which is support. And there she blows. That's called the recovery trade. And here's the thing that I wanted to discuss. It's uber important. I talked about it in the live room before price got to 408.20. And here's the point. What I said to the members was, it's natural to be apprehensive getting into the next trade if you just lost a trade. It's normal trader behavior. It's emotional roller coaster stuff. It's common, normal garden variety. However, the market doesn't know you were in a trade 15 minutes ago or a half an hour ago. This is a different trade. It's the next trade. There's always another trade around the corner. There was some more stuff to that, but that's the net net. And as a result, in the live room, we had many traders that took that information to heart. They entered the trade even after losing a trade, and guess what? They got it back. This is a psychology game. It's an emotional roller coaster game. And what I do for traders in the room is I try and take as much of that away as I can, as much of the emotion out of it, turn it into a process, have you understand not only how the market works, but how we work as human beings trading the market, how our mind works, how our emotions work, and we get to understand what we normally feel and rewire our brain to what we should be thinking at specific points in time. That's what the room is about. It's rewiring the brain. Just ask anybody in there. And if anybody in the room is listening to this or watching this, post a comment under the video. Help some folks out. Gain an understanding of what's actually happening in there. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart and double check the work. It's all in there. Where were the targets once they bounced at 408.20? And so on. What about stocks on the move? The market was quiet in the pre-market. We only had three on the board today. We had Wayfair, DV, and Anet. Two out of the three hit their entry objectives. We'll take a look at the charts. DV is off the board. It's a no trade. Anet getting a haircut at the opening bell. Came into the first and second number. Proceeded to bounce. If you paint by the numbers, your average is in between. They gave you the minimum required base hit. Once they were down below, that's it. The trade is over. We had some participants from Anet. How about Wayfair? Well, guess what? They opened below the first number, which eliminates the first number. It's off the board. We had plenty of takers around 30.16 and even a spike of $30. And what did they do? They turned around and ripped it back in the other direction. 
Nice trade, good participation inside the numbers and the live room. What's going on over in Camp IWM? They got hit today, down 2%. They're teetering with testing the lows over here from the 24th of March. We're not going to lose sight of what's going on here. This was a bearish, wedgish kind of deal under the moving averages. That's bearish until or unless they were able to get above the moving averages. So what they're doing now is coming down in the formation we would expect out of this pattern. No surprise, no coincidences. Remember this, doesn't mean they can't have another rally up, but this is the same thing we see on the weekly chart just on a monthly basis, and it's longer, it's more drawn out, but it's the same thing. How about we take a detour? How about oil? Oil got smoked for about 5% today. Folks in the lazy swing trader were short oil, not from today, but from last week, from that move. We did it with SCO, which is an exchange-traded product. We took first profit today. The rest is a risk-free, emotionless trade for the second and third targets. Nice trade. What about the folks down at the transportation department? What's jumping off the page on the daily chart? One thing and one thing only. They're either below all the moving averages or they're not. If they're below all the moving averages, that is a bearish sign, opens the door for the lows, the recent lows, and potentially lower. We have the same situation working on this chart that we just saw from Camp IWM. This is a bearish, wedgish formation that normally, until this train is broken, it will result in another move in the lower or southern direction. If they break the chain and get above that 100 period moving average, that pattern is essentially off the table. What about the Q people? Above all the moving averages on the daily chart, the trend is your friend. It was what we call a down day. Less than 1%, three bucks on a $320 stock, the Qs, nothing wrong with this particular chart. Take it at face value. From a weekly chart perspective, you can hardly see the move. They're eating time off the clock underneath the weekly chart, 100 period moving average. There's no change on a 1% down day on the Qs. Financials, we know some of the financials are in trouble. There's more to come. There's going to be pressure in the financials until it's resolved. Doesn't mean you don't get bounces. Doesn't mean they don't hit important numbers. Doesn't mean there aren't trades. But you have to be very selective with the financials and you have to know your numbers. On this daily chart, this is another wedge. Same thing we just looked at on the weekly. This is a down move with a bearish, flaggish, kind of wedgish thing going on. So until they break the chain and get up into and over these moving averages, if they can, this will ultimately result in a break of this channel and lower prices. And by the way, technically, that was the channel before today. They broke the channel today. Doesn't mean they come all the way down here right away. It means they broke the bottom end of the channel, which means what? Which means it brings into view this pivot low here, and then this gap here, and then these lows here. They don't have to visit all of them, but one at a time is likely, or at least one of them is on the table. About Smash Mouth, we'll start on the weekly chart. Anything wrong, still above the 100-week moving average. Therefore, 
they're still in a position for another move higher despite what happened or didn't happen today. Remember, with the FOMC on Wednesday, all bets are off on the charts. You can turn the charts off Wednesday afternoon. I say that tongue-in-cheek. I'm not turning the charts off. So far, resistance into this would-be convergence of moving averages, 20 and 50, stalled out, down a percent and a half today. Maybe it comes all the way down. Maybe it doesn't so far. Just short of this 100-period moving average on the daily chart held. Again, all bets are off. You never know. You find them up here tomorrow at 256, or do you find them down here testing the lows or lower? It's a crapshoot around Jerry's presser. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.